This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. We always have the underlying training of pretty basic stuff, you know, softener installation, high TDS softening, um, how to deal with customers and that. But this year, as in other water shows, and of course at the National WQA show, PFAS was a big topic. That's Frank Da Silva, the new president of the Pacific Water Quality Association, talking about the recent PWQA convention. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 341. Joining us for the first time or new to the industry, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team. Also, we now feature these podcasts on our WQA YouTube channel. Just go on over to youtube.com slash at Water Quality Association videos. We are publishing this October 18th of 2023. Find us at wqa.org and on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and X. In this episode, I'm joined by Frank De Silva from ResinTech and the new president of PWQA. We talk about the success of the latest convention, the challenges facing member companies out West, and his goals for reaching out to like-minded organizations over the coming year. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA tip. Now on to Frank De Silva on WQA Radio. And Frank De Silva joins us on WQA Radio. Frank is the technical advisor at ResinTech and also dean of ResinTech University. Wow, Frank, that's a great title. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Wes. You're also the president of the Pacific Water Quality Association, brand new president. So congratulations on that as well. And we want to talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about that to begin with and, and the fact that as of this recording, late October, you just had your convention, and I understand it was a big success. So uh, let's start there. First of all, again, congrats on the uh, taking over as president and uh, on the show. So tell us about the show. How did it go? Well, um, I'll start out by saying that we increased attendance over last year by 50%. Wow. Which was so refreshing, so good to see. You know, we were coming off of COVID last year and still seeing the effects of that. And, um, you know, the attendance wasn't so good. But this year, it, it came back with a roar. The, uh, you know, the banquet hall was full. The exhibit hall was full. We had great attendance at all the classes. You know, to, to see a full classroom is, is, is a good thing. Yes. And were there any highlights that you took away or uh, things that you saw that inspired you? Yeah, there's, um, you know, at these regional WQA shows, we have the we always have the underlying training of, of pretty basic stuff, you know, softener installation, high TDS softening, um, how to deal with customers and that. But this year, as in other water shows, and of course at the National WQA show, PFAS 
was a big topic. So, Why am I not surprised, Frank? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the exhibitors had products and techniques for removing PFAS. Uh, there was a great presentation uh, that was put on by Shannon Murphy and Richard Mest on, on PFAS uh, yesterday, on Thursday afternoon. And it was very well attended, as you can imagine. Everybody wants to know how to treat PFAS, how to uh, deal with the residuals, and so on. And it's, uh, you know, it is a brave new world when we talk about PFAS because there is no MCL yet. But if you were to ask a consumer how much PFAS is okay for them to have in their water, zero. <laughs> so, and we, and, and the, the PWQA member companies do have the ability to remove all of the PFAS from water. So PFAS was a big topic. Yeah, and as I say, I kind of joke about it, you know, why am I not surprised? But uh, true enough, and we want to just, you know, sneak in a quick plug for uh, any WQA member listening. We do have our, our, our new PFAS portal that we've got on the website that you can go to and, and uh, get uh, a lot of good information, including some downloadable guides that'll help uh, primarily the dealers talk with customers. Because that's, you know, half the battle, Frank, as you know, is just simply communication. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because it can, you know, when you when you talk about perfluoral alkylated substances, <laughs> you know, the consumer's eyes can glaze over. But uh, if, if you talk about, you know, PFAS, it is a serious emerging contaminant. It's necessary to take it out of water. Anything else that you uh, recall as being among the highlights of the show, or was it just yeah, simply? It's, um, so, so this is my second stint as president of the PWQA. When when I announced my semi-retirement at the end of last year, um, uh, Mike Mecca, who had also been president for two terms in the past, called me up and said, "Are you interested in getting back on the executive board?" <laughs> and so. Uh, you know, I have a little more time to devote to it, so I, I gladly accepted and, you know, was voted in at the meeting um, this week. And when I think back of what the environment was in 2010 here in the Western states, we were facing softener bans left and right. A lot of communities, a lot of municipal districts wanted to ban salt discharge from self-regenerating water softeners. So that was a real battle. You know, we did a lot of work up in uh, Sacramento to, um, to educate legislators and let them know that, you know, the softener of yesterday is a lot different from the softener of today. Modern softeners are a lot more efficient. They use less salt. They regenerate, um, you know, less often. So, you know, I went into a battleground in 2010, my, my first time around. But this time around, it's, it's been wonderful because we offer a solution. Point of use, point of entry devices can be used to meet the MCL for many contaminants in water. Arsenic, nitrate, chromate, perchlorate, PFAS. So um, we're having our legislative days in Sacramento, February 6th. Uh, and I hope a lot of members can, can join us there. It's always the... Um, very enlightening experience. You know, we talk to regulators in the morning and in the afternoon, we actually visit the uh, legislators' offices and staff. Uh, but 
you know, this time we're going in with a solution. Many of the communities that are affected by these emerging contaminants, especially arsenic and nitrate in rural areas in the West, they don't have the $20 million to build a centralized facility, you know, staffed by people with white lab coats and clipboards. However, you know, for, for several hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, we can install a point of use, point of entry device within days that will solve the problem, meet the MCL and provide safe drinking water for the consumer. Yeah, it's uh, really a, uh, a great story to tell. That's why we love to have you on the show talking about it, talking about what PWQA members are, are facing and seeing and sensing as opportunities. That's really, again, another big word here. It's opportunity. There's no question yeah. about it. What, uh, what Frank, uh, is it like in California these days? What are your members facing? Uh, obviously, PFAS is well, a big thing. I'm, and, and so, I'm glad you asked that question because, you know, PFAS contaminants and all that aside, we're, um, the, the member companies are facing uh, labor shortages like everyone else. You know, the, everyone is supremely busy. <laughs> Everyone's very busy. Business is very good, uh, but uh, staffing the offices and getting installers and salespeople um, has been difficult. There's, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the older guys are leaving. <laughs> you know, here I am, semi-retired. Um, and, and, I, and I'm glad that Resentech is allowing me to stay on in a, you know, a somewhat limited capacity. Frank, it means you're going from 60 hours a, a week down to 50. That's right. That's so, right. I am, exactly. I am working a lot more than I had anticipated. <laughs> hopefully I'll, I can, I'll be able to adjust that after, um, you know, a month or so once I settle into uh, to this role. But one of the things that the PWQA is emphasizing is basic training, like back to basics, because many of the people that are being brought on now are young and inexperienced. So what's important for us and what's important to them is that they get certified. They go through the WQA certification process become, to become um, water specialists, certified installers, and so on. Well, that's fantastic and, and a nice tie-in with the fact that we have branded October as Professional Certification Month at WQA, calling attention to it, making sure people are aware of the different levels of certification and um, yeah, it, it's certainly it's a challenge. We know that, but boy, when you get that certification, uh, a lot of uh, new opportunities. There's that word again. Will open up, I think, that's as right, well. That's right. And 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 it, and it's just it, it hits so many things on different levels. You know, there's a, a a sense of pride in the employee. There's a sense of confidence from the consumer, and for the company owner. You know, they, they, he can have confidence in his workers. He knows that they've been trained to a certain standard. Absolutely. Fewer callbacks, right? Fewer uh, right. mistakes that have to be corrected. We've all probably seen that or had that experience. And you Few, know, things fewer, happen, of course. Fewer leaks. <laughs> fewer leaks. Fewer leaks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No question about it. Well, um, and, and, you know, it's great to know that uh, the uh, well, it's great to know that that 
your members are busy because your members, many of the, your members are our members. That's right. Um, and, you know, again, a plug in to anybody listening to Frank and and uh, uh, member of the PWQA. We we need you on board with WQA as well, the national. Um, but it's great to know you're busy, but it is interesting. Does anybody have any answer to the labor issues? You know, no, in a word, no. <laughs> it was um, uh, it was talked about. You know, it was it was talked about at one of the meetings, but um, yeah, I didn't see any any end all solution. You know, w- one of the things that I did in my invites to the exhibit hall because we offer free uh, invitations to the to the exhibits on on the one day of exhibits, and I reached out to some of the local schools and um, also the local water districts and the engineering companies, and we had some attendance from from them. Yeah, great. Okay, well, speaking of the national, I you know made my segue over there to WQA. We've got our convention in March this year, March five, six, seven. We're down in Orlando. Uh, I can imagine you're planning to go. I don't want to assume that, but uh, tell me why convention's a big deal for you. No, I, I will be there. I will be there. Looking very forward to it. Um, so, why is it important to to? It's important to me personally because I get to network with, um, you know, with my peers and, uh, and new customers um, and, and, you know, all the, all the exhibitors, it, you know, I always learn about equipment and breakthroughs in equipment when I'm at these shows, even, uh, you know, at the exhibit hall at PWQA, I was schooled in certain changes in hardware that, you know, technology is doing more with less and so, you know, I see that in, in some of the designs that are incorporated into water treatment equipment. But um, going to Orlando, the, the choice of educational opportunities, the offerings that are there are really important still to me at this advanced stage, <laughs> <laughs> at this advanced point in my career, um, I still want to learn more. And, you know, there's no better opportunity than the national show because you have the, you know, the, the most respected people in the industry presenting. Yeah. And you've got the networking, as you mentioned, you've got the exhibits, the new technology, and you've got the education. So it's kind of a, it's a triple play. How about that? Yeah. And, and let's not forget, let's not forget for, you know, a company like Resentech and all the other exhibitors, it helps build our business. You know what? One of the things that I that I kept returning to at the mid year leadership conference uh, in uh, was that in September? Yes. Um, which, by the way, was was uh, very well done. Got a lot out of it. But one Good, of the, one you. of the points that I wanted to keep bringing back in those different meetings is that hey, we got to remember our goal that our member companies want to see a return on their investment and. If that return is additional business, that's a home run. And of course, it can with the with the combination of certification and education and networking. Yep, indeed it is. Well, Frank, any other final thoughts before we let you go? Um, yes, yes. I have a list of uh, let's call them um, promises as the new president of PWQA. 
I didn't have to run much of a campaign, but I still came up with a list of <laughs> things that I wanted to accomplish. The PWQA is more than just California. You know, it's Washington, Oregon, Hawaii, Alaska, Arizona, Nevada, Idaho. And I want to bring in more member companies from those areas. I want to make them aware of what we can do for them. You know, the things that we do legislatively in California to protect our member companies' businesses and also promote them by, um, by getting point of use, point of entry accepted. So I'm, I'm reaching out to the OEMs and the dealers in those states. The other thing uh, that I'm trying to do is um, have a joint effort with some of the other regional organizations. And the organizations that I'm talking about are the regional rural water associations, the state AWWA associations, the state and regional WFEA associations, and so on. Um, Many of those associations deal with small communities that have to meet MCLs for the emerging contaminants. And, And, you know, PWQA, WQA, we have the solution. Point of entry, point of use is the solution because it's economical. It can be installed quickly. And, um, you know, it's part of my goal this year is to make sure they are all aware of that. You know, I've during my career, I've spoken at some of those um, some of their conferences, California Groundwater Association, another one that we're going to be working very closely with. And. I don't know how much they know about what they can accomplish by point of use, point of entry, because they they can go down to communities of, uh, I don't know, just to pick a number, 50 connections, 200 connections. They're certainly not going to have the capital to build a centralized water treatment facility. So again, we are the solution. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Well said. Hey, Frank, great catching up with you again. Congratulations on the show, on the new term as president and uh, being available to give us your thoughts and insights. Thank you, Wes. Great to see you. Frank DeSilva, Technical Advisor and Dean of Resentech University, joining us on WQA Radio. And our Motivational Minute. I want to make another football analogy about life and business, and so often we get Well, distracted by the next shiny object. I'm certainly one that loves that new program or uh, must-have app. Nothing wrong with trying something new. And as we've discussed here before, nothing wrong with trying to make things better. Absolutely. But sometimes we need to stay focused on the basics, the blocking and tackling. There's the analogy. When a football team loses its focus on the fundamentals and tries to get too fancy and cook up too many trick plays, they can literally uh, take their eye off the ball. Now, this may not be an issue with you, but sometimes it's good to remind ourselves that blocking and tackling and whatever that represents for your business are what get the job done. Our WQA tip, WQA offers instructor-led training courses that can get professionals well on the pathway toward professional certification. 
WQA instructors with real-world experience in point-of-use and point-of-entry water treatment lead the discussions and answer questions and encourage the sharing of ideas in the live interactive Zoom sessions. Go to wqa.org education to learn more and sign up. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.